0: Okay, okay. It's all right. If you want me to leave it, that's fine. If you want to do it, that's fine. I'm, I'm I'm here at you you your discretion. You it is high. Yeah. Well, you're okay.
1: you lead it. Okay. You know, you know it. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought it went well with the sermons, but it, it
0: I did. It really did. It, it really fit. It yeah. really fit. I enjoyed your sermon, I by there? the way. I, s- I, I really appreciated your sermon. Oh, Joy's you. not a good word. Appreciate it. very much. <laughs> Joy is too. Hey, can I sit here? We well. ready? All right, the man upstairs tells me it's time to start, Brother Paul. We don't want no man to have a heart attack getting down to the piano, though. <laughs> he's not an old man. He's a youngster. You know, the Lord leads us every way we go. He teaches us, He shows us, and he is the provider of all of our blessings. Come, Thou Fount of Every Blessing. Welcome. Let's stand as we sing this song, all right. Come, Thou Fount of Every Blessing To my heart to sing Thy grace Streams of mercy never ceasing Call for songs of loudest praise Teach me some on sonnet, sung by flaming tongues above. Peace, a mountain, fix upon it, Mount of thy redeeming love. Here I raise my name, Ebenezer, by thy help I come, And I hope, by thy good pleasure, safely to arrive at home. Jesus sought me when a stranger, wandering from the fold of God. He to rescue me from danger, post his precious blood. Oh, to grace, how great a debtor! Daily I'm constrained to thee Let thy goodness like a fetter by my wandering heart to thee Prone to leave thou God I love it Prone to leave thou God I love Here's my heart, oh, take and seal it Seal it from thy courts
2: above Well, Danny... Hallelujah. Good morning, everybody. Isn't it not wonderful to be here? You know, we want to make sure we remember our pastor in prayer. He's not feeling well, and uh, he needs to be lifted up and you know brought before the throne of God for God to touch him in his physical body, his spiritual body, and every part of him to be rejuvenated by the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, today we are here gathered in your name, and a lovely, lovely day it is, Father, that you've provided for us. We live in the United States of America, and even with the problems that are there, Father God, we are a blessed people. And so, Father, we thank you that we're not just blessed because we live in America, we're blessed because you live inside us. And so, Father, we just come to You today. Thank You for the service, the gathering of Your people. Thank You for the pastor, John King. Father, that will be bringing a message, Lord, that the anointing of the Holy Spirit will be powerful and move and touch the hearts, the minds, and the souls of each and every one here today and all those that might be listening, Father. We just thank You for Your mighty touch upon Brother Phil. Father, we know that... We go through trials and tribulations, but Father, You will not leave us nor forsake us. And so we just thank You in Jesus' name for Your mercy, Your grace, and all that You have for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank Thank you, Brother Dan. You know, all the way my Savior leads me, He leads each one of us down a separate path. Sometimes our paths are dim and gray as the time was talking about in his sermon this morning. Sometimes they're bright and cheery. But you know, regardless of the time, regardless of how dark and eerie it seems, God teaches us to in everything give thanks. And we can do that because we know that even in despite of bad times, hard times, that He leads us all the way. All the way my Savior leads me. Page 62. All the way my Savior leads me, What have I to dread beside? sight? Not God, His tender mercy, Who through life has been my guide. Heavenly peace, divine comfort, Here by faith in Him I dwell. For I know whatever every me, Jesus doeth all things well. For I know whate'er befall me, Jesus doeth all things well. All the way my Savior leads me, cheers each winding path I tread. Gives me grace for every trial, feed me with the living bread. Though my weary test may falter, and my soul a thirst may be. Gushing from the rock before me, lo, a spring of joy I see. Gushing from a sprock before me, lo, I see a frontal sea. All the way my Savior leads me, oh, the fullness of his love. Perfect rest to me is promised in my Father's house above. Through my coat immortal wins its flights to realms of day. Though my song through endless ages, Jesus led me all the way my song through endless ages. Jesus led me all the way. All right. Let's take a moment and look around and see if we have any visitors with us this morning. I think we had a couple earlier, but I don't see them back. Any visitors? Anybody that cares to join us? All right. Oh, right here, okay. Would you Mind to giving us your names? Mm-hmm. Just however you would like to do it, ma'am. glad to have you guys with us this morning. Thank you for coming. May we be a blessing. May the Lord touch your lives in a special way. All right. Uh, Is anybody getting any older by chance? Oh, we have couples. couple. All right. Over here first. Okay. And happy birthdays. All right. Let's sing happy birthday. Happy birthday to you only one will not do born again in Christ Jesus happy birthday to you all right any anniversaries any anniversaries don't see anybody standing let's telling them in the earlier service I may be getting older but I'm not going to admit it <laughs> Okay. Uh, let's turn then to page Oh 24. For God so love the world. This this is an old song that we sang in Sunday school, or I sang anyway, so hopefully you guys will remember it. For God so love the world. For God so love the world. He gave his only son to die on Calvary's tree, from sin to set me free. Someday he's coming back, what glory that will be, wonderful his love to me. Okay, don't look in your book. That page number I gave you is for, for Brother Paul and a an old hymn book or a used Sings book that we used to have. So here it is. Let's try it one more time. For God so loved the world, He gave His only Son to die on Calvary Street. From sin to set me free. Someday He's coming back. What glory that will be. Wonderful His love to me. Because He came back. Because He came for us. We're going to have an opportunity to go to heaven. When we all get to heaven... Page 514, sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Let's stand as we sing this hymn. Give Paul a minute here. I rushed him this morning. Um. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing his mercy and his grace. In the mansions bright and blessed, he'll prepare for us a place when we are get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be, when we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory, while we walk the pilgrim pathway, clouds will over the sky, when Traveling days are over Not a shadow night When we all get to heaven What a day of rejoicing that will be When we all see Jesus We'll sing the chapter victory Let us then be true and faithful Trusting, serving every day Just one glimpse of Him in glory We the tolls of life When we all get to heaven What a day of rejoicing that will be When we all see Jesus We'll sing the contradictory. victory Onward to the prize before us Soon his beauty will behold Soon the early gates will open We shall tread the streets of gold When we all get to heaven What a day of rejoicing that will be When we all see Jesus sing and shout the victory all right let's go to page 536 paul what a savior 536 give him a moment to get there give me a second to get there you know you change and you modify and you adjust But there's always room for a Savior in our life. I've been saved many years. But He comes closer each day. Especially those days that I let Him. He's always there. I just don't recognize it sometimes. There is a Savior. There is a Savior. Express his eyes are mercy, his word is. Let's Stan stand on this chorus. We'll sing through it again. And he will take up the offering when we finish this song, Danny. There is a Savior What joy is express! His eyes are mercy His word is great tomorrow Amen. Ally, would you come and bring us your special, please? This young lady has a song to sing.
1: Wait a minute. Okay. I'm reading uh, from the book of Ruth, the first chapter, beginning with the 19th verse. So they two went until they came to Bethlehem. And it came to pass, when they were come to Bethlehem, that all the city was moved about them. And they said, Is this... Naomi? And she said to them, Call me not Naomi, Call me Mara, For the Almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, And the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Why then call me Naomi, Seeing the Lord hath testified against me, And the Almighty hath afflicted me. So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabite is her daughter-in-law with her, which returned out of the country of Moab. And they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of the barley harvest. Amen. The words of heartache and disappointment and anguish that constitute our Scripture lesson today are from... The lips of one of the Bible's greatest but gentle sufferers. Now when we think of uh, of those in the scripture that suffered much, we automatically turn to Job and possibly to Jeremiah. And uh, the prophet, he personally internalized the pain that he saw coming upon his people. And when we think of those who suffered much, we think especially of Jesus. And we naturally think of Paul, and we think of John of Patmos, and and St. Peter, who was crucified upside down, by the way. And the other disciples we think of that suffered, and, and many nameless martyrs who chose to die rather than deny their faith. However, among those who have suffered, uh, uh, Jesus still sets the example as the one who met his trouble with determination, endured his pain with dignity, and bore his cross with grace. He lived through his loneliness with faith, and faced death without fear. His agony in the Garden of Gethsemane and the crucifixion on Calvary are two of the greatest scenes of suffering in all of history. The list of those in Scripture who suffered much would not be complete, however, without Naomi, whose life is chronicled in the book of Ruth. This book is as much about her as it was about her daughter-in-law with whom the book was named. One day, many, many centuries ago, the sun rose upon the land of Palestine, and daylight revealed the earth was parched, it was dusty, and the fields were all brown, and Palestine was in a it was in time of, 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 midst of a severe, very severe famine every crust of bread and grain of wheat and barley or corn became a valued commodity and was carefully monitored so that none would be wasted as people eked out a living and struggled to survive they considered their options and they began to think about what are we going to do with our futures and some old timers who had <laughs> experienced famine before counsel those who are despairing and he told uh, and told well you just sit tight and 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 you wait a while wait wait for God uh, to to work and God will make things better eventually and most people decided to wait and 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 to stand uh, stand uh, out aside of the famine and there were those however who decided to move elsewhere until times got better Now, among those who decided to relocate was a young man by the name of Elimelech. Thus, with a mood of sadness and many tearful goodbyes, Elimelech, his young and beautiful wife Naomi, and their two sons traveled to the land of Moab to begin life brand new. In the time of famine, it it ended in Palestine, Eli-Melech, having become comfortable in Moab, decided to remain there with his family. <laughs> Sorrow, however, beset the small household when Eli-Melech died. He died, and it left Naomi with the challenge of rearing two sons in a foreign land. Now the Lord strengthened Naomi, and uh, she had some tasks that she faced, and and the Lord made a way for her, and Naomi survived her loss, and raised her sons who grew up and married two Moabite women. One son married a young lady by the name of Orpah, the other married a young woman by the name of Ruth. Naomi assumed the role of the gentle and the helpful matriarch, uh, and she was uh, the head of the family, And uh, and she was kind to her daughter-in-laws. Although she lived near them, however, she never interfered with their lives. Naomi maintained a comfortable closeness with a healthy distance. Hers was a closeness that did not smother and, and a distance that did not alienate. The key to maintaining any relationship, is found in striking the right balance between closeness and distance. No one wants a a love that smothers. Everyone has the need as well as the right to private space and independence. Naomi's family knew that she was close if needed and ready to assist if she was asked. And Naomi wanted to be asked. However, if she took the initiative in giving a suggestion or helping hand, she sought the proper time and the proper way to do such a thing. You see, sometimes our offer to help is rejected because it is offered in the wrong way. People do not want to feel beholden simply because someone else wants to help. They don't want their self-respect demeaned, their feelings disregarded, and their dignity trampled upon because someone's trying to help them. We're we're quick to say, well, I offered my assistance, but they acted like they didn't want me to help. Well, just forget them, huh? Yeah. If someone is in need and doesn't want our help, maybe we should ask, well, why? The problem might be their attitude, but it could be our attitude and how we made the offer. Sometimes we offer help grudgingly or condescendingly. People may be in need, but they can but they can still read our attitudes. Being helpful means more than having resources. It also means having the proper attitude and being sensitive to the feelings of others. Evidently, Naomi was able to strike the right balance between closeness and distance, and was able to offer her assistance in the right way because she won the genuine love and respect and not simply the tolerance of her daughters-in-law. They started referring to her as mother, and a spirit of peace existed in their family. Now things went well for about ten years. The tragedy struck again. When the, within a short period of time, both of Naomi's sons died. and as matriarch of the family, Naomi assumed responsibility of caring for her daughters-in-law. The two younger women, along with Naomi, struggled to pull their lives back together again, and they consoled one another. They worked together, and they shared with one another. And, and, and however, that was not the same for Naomi with, turning her, with losing her, her husband and her sons. The sun did not shine as brightly for her there anymore. And she began to think about home. And she thought about the rolling hills and the fertile fields of Palestine. She thought about Bethlehem which was for, with, with its familiar sounds and smells. And having lost her husband and sons, Naomi began to think about her own death. A thought being buried in Moab, in Moab was uh, away from her home and kindred. It did not sit well with her. She didn't like the idea of being buried in a foreign land. And thus, Naomi decided to return home. Being a fair person, she understood that she had no right to take her daughters-in-law away from their own homeland. Therefore, she told them to return to their parents' home. Now, at first, they, uh, they refused. Uh, they didn't want to leave her. And the three of them started out for the land of Judah. Uh, and, and by the time they got to the border, Again, she spoke to them to give them an opportunity to return to their parents' home. She told them, this, I don't have anything to offer you, and, it's, and, and it grieved her to have their, their futures t- linked with her misfortunes. She reminded them that they were still young enough uh, to pro- have productive lives. Orpah, with much regret, turned back, but Ruth clung to Naomi. Now, it was then that Ruth made her classic declaration of love. You'll remember what it was. It's lived down through the ages and for the most beautiful expression of devotion it's ever been uttered. She said this, Entreat me not to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people... Shall be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. May the Lord do so to me, and more also, if even death parts me from you. When Naomi saw Ruth's sincerity and determination, she implored her no more, and the two of them continued their journey into Bethlehem. Now, Upon their arrival, those who remembered Naomi were stunned because she returned, and the change and the years had made in on her in her face and in, in her attitudes. Unless they said, unless they said, they asked, "Is this Naomi?" In which she replied, "Do not call me Naomi; call me Mara, for Almighty has done." bitterly with me. I went away full and the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has afflicted me and Almighty has brought calamity upon me? The name Naomi means joy. It means my bliss. It means the pleasantness of Yahweh is upon me and is suggestive of all that is charming and agreeable and attractive. The term Mara, on the other hand, means bitter. Thus, when Naomi said, call me Mara, she was saying, why call me joyful when life has dealt harshly with me? Call me bitter, because such has been my lot, and my sorrow, and my heartache, and my many burdens. You know, we all feel like Naomi at times, don't we? We wonder why life has treated us so harshly. With all the healthy people we know, well, why am I sick? With all the happy marriages and families we know, why does our home life have to be in such a turmoil? why can't we have a peaceful home and a peaceful marriage and with all the responsibility and faithful men and women all that we know and all those people we've met why did we end up with the ones that we have now with all of the understanding and open-minded parents we have observed why do ours have to be so overbearing and set in their ways with all the obedient children we know who have made their parents proud Why did the Lord give us such rebellious offspring who bring us so much grief? And with all the evil people that we know, why did the Lord have to visit our home and take our companion, our husband, or our wife? Why did the Lord take my mama? Why did the Lord take my daddy? Why in the world did the Lord take my child, my sister, or my brother? my aunt or my uncle? Why did the Lord take our good friend? Why, why did misfortune strike us? Why did that accident happen to us? Why did this tragedy visit us? Sometimes, like Naomi, we feel like saying, Call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. However, in the midst of our sorrow, let us never forget that God never leaves us uh, without a comforter, we are never live, left without a way out. In the midst of our bitterness, there is sweetness. Inherent in every problem, there is a solution. We may not see it, but it's there. We may not want to accept the way that God has prepared for our deliverance, but it's there just the same. No one's life is ever totally bitter. And therefore, when life seems bitter, let's begin to look around for the sweetness. When the night is darkest, look for the moon. And when the moon is hidden, look for the stars. And if there are no stars to be seen, wait for the darkness to leave when the, when the coming of the dawn. For weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Amen. Even as she spoke about life's bitterness... Naomi Naomi leaned upon the arm of sweet Ruth. Naomi's life was not totally bitter because the Lord had given her sweet Ruth. When we feel alone and when we feel uh, forsaken, we need to look for the sweet Ruths in our lives. God has put them there for us. We may not recognize them because we have selected or maybe selected another Ruth. I don't know, but the Ruth that we chose may leave us and when we need them most. But the Ruth that God has chosen for us will stay with us until the end. So when we feel lonely instead of asking why God has dealt with us so harshly, maybe we should pray, Lord, show me the Ruth that you have placed in my life to help change my bitterness, to change life into sweetness for me. Show me my, my Ruth. If God gives us a Ruth, men, women, treat them right. Treat them right. Be so thankful. If God gives us good parents who constantly pray for us, who have our best interests at heart, let's treat our parents right. If God has given us good companions, let's treat our companions right. Others may look more flashy. Oh, they may be more exciting, but they are not the roots that God has selected for us. We ought never to mistreat our roots because we have our eyes on something else. Listen, those who mistreat one Ruth will always mistreat another. Those who like one Ruth will lie. Uh, the one who, uh, those who lie to a Ruth will also lie to another. If God has given us good friends, we should never stop taking them for granted. Never use your friends. We ought never to be disloyal to the Ruths who have shown themselves to be our friends. If God has given us a Ruth, let's treat them right because they may be sources of of our blessings. Amen. Naomi and Ruth arrived in Bethlehem at harvest time, and so they journeyed to Bethlehem. They wondered, how, how are we going to eat? Where, where, where are we going to stay? And when they arrived, they discovered that eating, wouldn't that wouldn't be a problem because during the season of harvest, there was abundance of grain, and after the reapers went through the fields uh, to gather the grain, the poor were allowed to, Pick the gleanings that were left now since Naomi was too old to work Ruth volunteered to glean in one of the fields she selected a field that belonged to a wealthy man by the name of Boaz Ruth didn't know it but now Boaz was a kinsman of Naomi's deceased husband Boaz happened to be passing through the fields one day and he noticed Ruth and he, he inquired about her a working woman In the field (laughs) was probably not her most attractive self. If you've ever worked in the fields you know what I'm talking about. Yet Boaz noticed her. God's children stand out wherever they are, whether in prison like Joseph or in a reed basket floating down the Nile River like baby Moses or in a crowd like Saul, the first king of Israel, or in a field like Ruth. God's children have a way of standing out wherever they are. We don't have to wear outlandish clothing. We don't have to exhibit strange behavior. If we are children of God, there will be something about our character that will cause other people to notice us. Boaz asked Ruth to glean only in his fields and instructed her to stay close to the other women so that no harm would come to her. Gleaning in the fields could be dangerous because in those days, sometimes the young men who were reapers would take advantage of unsuspecting females who were all alone. Boaz told his men not not to bother Ruth and to leave her a little extra grain for her to find. And when thirsty, Ruth was allowed to drink with the reapers. When Ruth asked Boaz why he was being nice to her, he replied that he had heard how kind she had been to her mother-in-law. He hoped that the Lord would bless her for her goodness. Now a courtship ensued between Ruth and Boaz. With some behind-the-scenes direction from Naomi, those who are young or called because they are strong... Those who are old are needed because they know the way. Sweet Ruth was young enough and industrious enough to go to the fields. She had enough character to attract Boaz's attention. But when she left the fields, she had to rely on her mother-in-law's advice because Naomi knew the way, knew the way. Ruth and Boaz were soon married, and in time a son was born to them. Naomi was asked to help take care of their son. The same Naomi who had came to Bethlehem saying, call me Mara because my life has been bitter. This same Naomi who didn't know where she would live. She did not know where she's going to eat. She didn't know uh, uh, how she was even going to live. But she began to live in the house of the richest man in Bethlehem. The same woman who asked, is this the same woman who asked, is this Naomi? came to her with a hymn of praise. For the child was named Obed, which means a son born to Naomi. Naomi thought her life was over, but she discovered that it was just beginning when she reached Bethlehem. God is able to turn bitterness into sweetness. God can turn our emptiness into fullness. Our lives can begin again. Long after Naomi, Ruth, Boaz, and Obed were were dead and gone from the fields of Bethlehem, there were some shepherds watching their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them. And they were filled with fear. But the angel said to them, Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will come to all the people. For you who is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among men with whom he is well pleased. And the great, great grandson of Ruth and the great, great, great grandchild of Naomi was Jesus Christ, our Lord. Bitterness. And be turned into sweetness. For the people who walked in the darkness have seen a great light, and those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them the light has begun to shine. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Would you please? Those of you who need, are living maybe in darkness or maybe bitterness, wouldn't it be better to give that life to Jesus? And let him bring light and sweetness to that life. Let us stand as we sing. Church doors are open for those who'd like to join, or those who would be saved by Jesus Christ to bring life and joy into your life. You can come forward now and let us let us sing.
0: My heart can sing when I pause to remember how heart you Is but a stepping stone along a trail that's winding always upward. This troubled world is not my final home, but until Hmm.
1: Thank Thee, O Lord, for this day. For some of us have been in in times of bitterness, and times of sorrow, not knowing the way out. But You have shown us the light. You have shown us and sent to us the Holy Spirit and brought to light uh, our life into a newness and walking with Jesus and singing His praises and enjoying the life that You've given us. Now let us leave today and leave the church and, and go out into the world and spread that joy and that love to all that we meet and, and, and do business with and in our homes and in our places of work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.